Welcome to Closer Than You Think. I am Mark Scott. I have been an ordained pastor, youth leader, public school educator, and volunteer mentor in the juvenile justice system. I have served at every level of pre-K through 12 public education in multiple roles, including teacher, assistant principal, and principal. And I am a published author. Most importantly, in addition to all of my experience, I am dad to two daughters, and I have seen the enormous influence that religious and educational institutions have on people firsthand. Much of my life's work is aimed at reforming and simplifying the systems of church and school to positively impact the next generation. I want to help people to find simpler, freer ways to authentic faith and learning, because I believe God is closer than you think. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, this is Mark Scott here on Closer Than You Think. We have a great show today. I have a special guest with me. This is Hannah. Hannah is in her 20s. And uh, Hannah, if you just want to say hi real quick. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Perfect. So um, what we've been talking about is voice and the idea of how people find their voice, uh, that process, what the, what the like, and then also how do uh, people perceive whether is there a voice of God or such a thing like that and uh, how people follow that. So we're going to talk a lot about just the process of finding voice and that whole thing. And then a little bit about God's voice or if there's a divine voice or anything. Uh, so let me get started with a quote here. It says, this is from Margaret Wheatley. It says, I believe we can change the world if we start listening to one another again. Simple, honest, human conversation. Simple, truthful conversation where we have a chance to speak, we each feel heard, and we each listen well. So what I want to do here is just take a posture of listening and really learning from you and have you give voice to you and the people that you're around. You can speak for yourself. You can speak on behalf of others that you know um, and what that's like so that we're learning. I will be upfront and say that I do believe that God speaks to us and through us, but what that looks like and sounds like could be different for different people. And you'll have a chance to kind of agree or disagree with that and some of your answers as we go along. Um, okay. So are you ready? Sounds great. Like a fun time. Yeah. Let's jump in and get started then. Uh, let's start with what we mean by voice. So what does it mean to you when someone uses that phrase, finding their voice or when somebody's trying to find their voice? Ultimately, and, you know, I think voice is almost kind of a, a metaphor for just our thoughts and, you know, a stream of consciousness, really. Uh, it's kind of just who we are, the words that we let out. It's ultimately what defines us, you know. I mean, everyone's really big on words over actions, you know. I mean, we can do, we can do quite a bit, but, you know, sometimes the things you say to people are, What's going to be defining you more than anything else? Your voices really are all you are, I think. Okay, okay. Um, are there healthy ways to go about finding your voice and unhealthy ways to do that? Definitely. There's got to be, you know, better ways. 
I think people find their voice more from, you know, kind of their experiences in life. You're not going to develop a voice until you are able to even know, you know, I think. Mm -hmm. When it comes to you in this process, in this journey of finding your voice, what do you see as things that help with that? What do you see as things that hinder that? Me personally, I think I'm very basic in positive and reinforcement, being a big builder. Mm, in my voice or you know subtractor i think what i'm doing really well and people are really receiving what i'm doing positively i'm i'm much more eager to get my voice out there and try to grow it and expand upon that but i also think when i feel like i'm you know i'm in a bit of a rut a valley of life i'm i'm losing that voice i think i don't even necessarily want to have a voice sometimes you know Mm. it's like it might be a little easier to just Mm. go along the wayside staying quiet okay that's actually a perfect segue into the next question i have so i i kind of see voice one of the things with voices especially in certain relationships can be friendships and everything but but usually more along the lines of more romantic relationships or marriages. Um, The idea of having a voice is the idea of taking up a certain amount of space. And there are things that people can do where they kind of overstep, you know, take up too much space and then they're infringing upon somebody else's. And there's things that uh, people can do where they end up feeling small and they're like, not taking up the space that is due them, if you will. Um, what can you relate to that first of all? And then secondly, what do you see as what some people can do to take up too, too much space or not enough space? You know, those people that kind of like take the oxygen out of the room. Yeah. I think this is also a good time, I guess for, I am totally distinguishing voice as a concept from talking. I'm a big talker. I will run my mouth all day. Okay. (laughs) Is that my voice? No. You know, I think certain times, you know, I say things and I'm like, I don't want that to be, you know, I should should not have given air to those words. Okay. And uh, that's another kind of setback for your voice. It's like these little menial things that you can be talking about can kind of impact where you are along that journey. Um, Okay. And I think, Unfortunately, a lot of people can suck the air out of a room and their voice is kind of being overtaken by just their words and stuff they're just kind of saying. And maybe they don't even necessarily believe it, but Mm -hmm. you kind of Mm -hmm. take that as, oh, that is their voice, huh? Mm. And, And that can be unfortunate. But, you know. For someone that rambles a lot, like me, I think that's one of my biggest fears is I can also be that person that takes the oxygen out of the room. Okay. Okay. Uh, That's good. That's good. What would you like to accomplish with your voice? Have you figured that out yet? Like, do you know uh, what Hannah's voice is going to contribute to the world? That's a deep question. Sorry. That's kind of... I wish I knew. I I sure (laughs) think, you know, and it's going to be a basic answer of 
well, I want people to say, that voice was kind. That mm. was a, a nurturing voice that mm. she had. She wanted the best for people and, you know, in a positive way. Have you already been able to do that to some extent, you feel like? For some. I think I've been, you know, I think depending, since I'm still young, some people would say that I, I haven't had that voice, you know, yeah. unfortunately. And it's it's going back and kind of redoing what you did as, you know, a, an adolescent, someone that was kind of dumb and did not know what their voice was at all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Having to go back and retrace those steps and kind of repave those. Yeah. Um, do you have friends or people you know that you see kind of either help you find your voice or have helped other people find their voice? Are there like certain behaviors, traits, actions that they do that help in that? Oh, well, my, my grandmother has been the biggest advocate for me of just, you let everyone know who you are and you do it right away and mm -hmm. it make it good, make it positive, make it kind. Hmm. I think that she's also helped, you know, even when other people aren't being like that. It's okay. It's okay. You know, they will not think you're weak, mm. you know, just because you're adding some kind of positive light to a situation. Mm. And that's really helped me because I know she's out there doing that and in her work. And when she goes out about her day, I just know that that's the voice that she is giving out and people see that. And I think that I've, I've kind of grown to also want to have that presence of just a benevolent spirit kind mm. of going around. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, I'm going to share this with you. There was a survey done by the Pearson foundation. Uh, this was for students in grades six through 12, over 56,000 students were surveyed in this survey. It's a little uh, dated. Uh, it's almost 10 years old, but when they surveyed um, all of these students, well, two of the findings were 46% of students said that they have some voice in decisions that are made at their school to some extent, 46%. 52% of teachers, uh, sorry, the students reported 52% of teachers were willing to learn from their students. So about half of students felt like they had some voice and that teachers heard them and then about half felt otherwise. Your experience in school systems, how has that affected your journey in finding your voice? I think that statistic is pretty accurate looking back. You know, you can say, well, yeah, about half my teachers were pretty open to criticism or us trying to be like, you know, we're not there yet. Please, you know, a little bit more on this subject or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but unfortunately, and, I, you know, I, I've never really been unlucky enough to have just a terrible teacher, but I know that firsthand, you know, sometimes when you have someone that's leading your classroom and, you know, someone's making a little bit of a ruckus and you're there as, as a teacher, I guess, to almost want to make an example out of them, you know, mm -hmm. that, that can definitely be a, a bit of a snuff to anyone's voice. And I think you can see that, you know, when you have teachers, especially, you know, 
yet that young, you know, kindergarten, sixth grade, still, you know, very young, both ages. It's that doesn't need to be stifled. You know, you don't need to be stifling a voice, especially when you're that age. And I think that'll carry with you years, you know, yeah. one, one terrible experience you had in the second grade. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm currently recalling one now. I mean, I think that, you know, you can still stop for a second as an adult and be like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't. And it's yeah. like, you know, I feel bad that I'm letting someone from such long times ago, you know, a long time ago, just still kind of be, you know, something negative in my life. So it's just mm. small things that I think can impact your voice years before. I'm trying to um, make sure that we have, something practical for people who listen to this, um, that maybe parents, maybe teachers, maybe pastors, caregivers of some sort, you know, working with students, working with youth. Uh, so when, as we wrap this up, we're going to give you a chance to say, what would your word of advice be to them in, in a specific context? So I'm going to ask you, I want you to be thinking about that. I'm not going to ask you just yet. Why you be thinking about that um, specifically? What what they might need to start doing, stop doing, and keep doing. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with that in just a minute. A couple of more questions before we get there, though. Same same question, but now instead of school systems, religious systems. So your experience uh, with church or with faith groups. Um, how did that affect your journey to find your voice? You know, church is weird, and there's not as an easy as a statistic, but I think almost in the same light, you can look back, I say 50-50, you know? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're going to have someone that's more than willing to cater to you and help you understand where you are and help you develop, you know, a, a good voice, a godly voice, a spiritual voice. Um, in a way that will work for you, um, you and God both. Uh, and I think sometimes you have people that are, this is what your voice will be, and it will sound like this, and this is what you will say. And if you don't, then I believe God will be very unhappy with you. Mm. And I, I think that that's where you have the issue with religion. It's, you don't know who you're going to get. And, you know, sometimes... You know, someone, it doesn't have to be a pastor, it doesn't have to be someone in the church, but it can be someone to you that you did look to for religious guidance. And and they can come off as being, you know, accepting and, and perhaps, and then when you open up, it's, are you shamed for what your voice has become? Mm -hmm. You know, was that not what they were trying to mold you into? So I, I think that's just as tricky as, you know, finding your voice with anything else. Yeah, yeah. Does God have a voice? Of course. Of course, God's got the biggest voice, okay. I hope. <laughs> what is that like? Does does God, how does God speak to you or? Um, I think God speaks to me in feelings. Okay. I've, I've been this way since I went on a little mission trip. I had a very eye-opening experience with God going into my new school I was probably about 11 or 12 but you know I think God speaks to me by feelings 
of just relief. I think when I've prayed about something and I've sat on something for a long time, an idea will just kind of float into my head and I will get relief from that. And I kind of believe that that's God being like, this This is the idea that's going to lead you where your voice needs to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This, this is going to be what you need. And, you know, the voice is, you know, not loud sometimes, but it is always, you can feel it. You can feel his voice in in what your decisions should be. All right. Um, So we're going to, we're coming to the end here. So this is your chance now to use your voice to speak to, like I said a second ago, kind of those that have gone before you, those that are a little bit older that are wanting to influence um, the next generation, maybe speaking to those that have gone before you uh, who are wanting to work with those who are coming after you (laughs) in a way, like you're the in-between person there. Parents, teachers, pastors, give them your advice and feedback. What should they, we, start doing that we're not or stop doing that we are or what should we keep doing? You can pick one of those or, or hit all three of those. What would you say? I'd say the advice for those trying to find a voice would be to just consider that it might not be easy and it might not be what you think it's going to end up being. And mm-hmm. that's okay. You can you can change what you think your voice is if if you don't like that direction you know you can you can go and you can repave those steps as well you know it's okay but also don't don't mold your voice just to be what you think someone else wants it to i think that's Mm -hmm. just going to build resentment i don't think you're going to be able to be true to what you even wanted that voice to be um yeah just it should come naturally i believe Is there anything else you want to add about, uh, for people who are, are trying to help other people find their voice specifically, is there anything they should like start doing more of like, Hey, you're, you're not really doing enough of this and this would help a lot or something that look, stop it, stop it, knock it off. Don't do this. It's not helpful. Sometimes you need both. I think sometimes you need both of those voices kind of coming at you to help you you know, form what you need. I think it's easy to get into bad habits where, you know, you're kind of letting what your voice might become fall to the wayside. And I would say to those people that are, you know, eager to help someone find their voice and keep up with it, you know, watch and make sure for that, you know, it's okay to encourage. I think that's, that's good because that's one of the things I'm trying to figure out, you know, is what is encouraging to people and what is not, you know, because I always think of encouragement as putting courage in somebody else, like trying to do something in, in a regard that will help them overcome a fear and anxiety, a um, concern. And that's kind of tough to figure out. What we're going to do. Any final words, any uh, closing remarks, anything else that you want to say? Well, thanks for so much for having me on. Just hope that, you know, my small voice is able to maybe get to somebody else yeah. if they needed it. For sure. For sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, being here today. 
Thank you for taking the time to join us today. It means a lot to me, and I appreciate any way you can support this podcast and promote our other resources. If you like today's episode, please share it with a friend. Subscribe on Substack to get full access to the newsletter and website for all articles, posts, and episodes at closerthanyouthink.substack.com. There you will find a kit, K-I-T, offering knowledge for your head, inspiration for your heart, and tools for your hands in order to help you construct or reconstruct a vibrant faith grounded in freedom in Christ that is worth passing on to the next generation. Follow me on Twitter at Mark J. Scott, that's M-A-R-C-J-S-C-O-T-T, on Instagram at Closer Than You Think underscore 114, and on our new Facebook page at Closer Than You Think. Finally, you can buy my book, You Don't Have to Do That, for a discounted price directly from the publisher at outskirtspress.com forward slash you don't have to do that, or find it anywhere books are sold. Thanks so much. Have a blessed day and act with grace and simplify faith.